Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. So if I sing something again, you'll have to bear with me.
normally I don't talk a lot between songs, but bear with me again tonight. Um, this song, Bless your Jesus. I'm not a songwriter, but it means. I like to sing what other people have written, but um, our previous pastor was preaching a message about three, three and a half years ago. And he was preaching about, Lord, help my unbelief. And I wrote this song, and I thought I needed it then, but he knew what I was going to face in the future. And I've needed it so many more times than that. And I remember calling my dad, saying, Dad, I feel so alone. It's like God's not there. And he said, help my unbelief. So that's the name of this song. Y'all just again, just bear with me. That's good. The things in my mind are driving me wild. This test of faith is more than I can take. Oh Lord, it's crashing in. out tonight. Thank the Lord for the church. Uh, I know that uh, in the day that we're living in, uh, if you are a child of God, you can't help but know we're living in the last days. But I'm glad that the church is still alive. Uh, It's got a foundation that can't be moved. Uh, His name is Jesus. I read over there when God was talking to Job. He said, Job, he said, where were you when I laid the foundations of the world? 
That foundation is Christ. He's still alive today and sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. But he's also been known to stand at the right hand of the Father. You can read about Stephen and find that out. I thank God tonight for allowing us to be out. I appreciate Brother Tommy tonight. He holds a very special place in our heart. Uh, I've known Tommy, I guess, going on close to 40 years. I mean, don't mean to tell his age or mine either, but... That's about how long it's been, 35 at least. And uh, Brother Thomas, I appreciate him. I appreciate the message last night. Appreciate the Word of God. Uh, I've been, I was begotten by the Word of God. I'm kept by His Spirit and by His power. And tonight I, I pray that everybody is saved and born again. But if in your heart right now you know that you're not saved, the first thing you've got to do is get honest with yourself. I mean, you've got to come to the realization there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You've got to uh, be willing to surrender your heart and your life unto the Lord. I know a lot of people like that verse, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But read the first part of that verse. It says, submit thyself unto God and resist the devil and he'll flee from you. When you submit yourself to God, God tonight will uh, create in you a new heart and new mind. (laughs) I heard a song here not long ago, and it stuck with me. And I know that there's a lot of different doctrines, a lot of different beliefs out there. And I don't know what anybody else has got. But what the Lord gave me, I can't lose. Uh, tonight you say, well, dude, why can't you lose it? Because it's not mine to lose. I gave it to him. Amen. Bible says in the book of uh, uh, Philippians, I believe maybe Colossians, it says my life is hid in Christ with God. My life is in Christ. I gave my life to him. So tonight I thank God that I'm anchored in that. I appreciate New Providence. It's been uh, a few years since I've been here, but I've uh, been affiliated with New Providence since about 1980. Go back a little ways, and I appreciate the church here at New Providence. Holds a very special place in our hearts tonight. And I pray tonight that as we go into this uh, thought that God's laid upon our hearts, I pray that you'll search your heart. The Bible says, let everyone examine themselves to see if they be in the faith or not. You've got to examine your heart. I mean, you've got to look down where you live, down inside, and be honest with yourself. Amen tonight, and I pray that you do that. If you have your Bibles in the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, and I want to read starting at the 26th verse and read down through verse 38, about 13 verses there. And I pray that I can give you what God's laid upon my heart. God gave me this thought uh, two or three weeks ago when I knew it would be for the revival. And, uh, and, and as I got to thinking about this thought, I, uh, uh, I, I can't get to the place where uh, whenever I stand up and preach, 
that I, I don't get nervous. I get nervous every time I stand and try to declare the word of God. But the Lord being our helper, I pray that I can give you what God has laid upon our hearts, starting at the 26th verse. And it says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And that's all I want to read. And you may be seated. And I pray God would add his blessings tonight uh, to his word. And uh, tonight, I, I, I would like to leave a thought with you uh, in the 37th verse and uh, where he said, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Uh, tonight, I would like to think about this thought for just a little bit. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Today, I mean nothing is impossible with God. I mean, we read through the scriptures and, and we read about how God parted the Red Sea and they walked through on dry ground. We read where Elijah uh, smote the Jordan. Amen. And the waters went hither and thither and they crossed over on dry ground. How uh, we read about Daniel in the lion's den. We read about the Hebrew children, how uh, that they were cast into the furnace of fire. Amen. And the fire didn't touch them, didn't even singe their hair, neither the smell of smoke was upon them. Why? Because there is nothing impossible with God. Amen. And you might say, preacher, we're living in the year 2022. Our friend, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And today, there is nothing impossible for God. I pray tonight that if God speaks to your heart, that you'll recognize him. Amen. If God has created...
creator, amen, tonight has almighty, all-powerful, all-wise, amen, that you'll extol the name of Jesus above every name because, friend, that's the road that leads to heaven. Few there be that find it. But, friend, if nobody else gets saved, amen, it don't mean you can't. You see, tonight, God's made a way. Amen. Why? Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. I read in the scriptures. Amen. I'm afraid that there's a lot of people just like this man. The Bible said that he was a rich, young ruler. Amen. Uh, No doubt very smart. The Bible said that he came to Jesus and he said unto him, Good master, amen, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Why callest me thou good? For there is none good save one, and that is God. But Jesus said, But if thou will inherit eternal life, keep the commandments, do not steal, do not kill, do not bear false witness, honor thy mother and thy father, and do not covet. And he looked at Jesus, and he said, All of these things have I kept from my youth. Amen. But he said, What lack I? Friend, there's a lot of people that want to go to heaven, but they're not willing to give God everything. When you get ready to give God everything, you see tonight, you say, Preacher, how can I do that? With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You see tonight, I've seen people, amen, that they've give up on him. There's a man that lives just right past Cove Road. His name was Charlie Jackson. He had a beer joint up there in Petrals area. And I'll never forget, oh, he was hard-hearted. I mean, a man that nobody thought would ever be reached. Amen. But prayer, amen, can reach places that you and I can never go. How does that happen? Because with God, nothing is impossible. You see, what we do, amen, we limit God. We limit God. Amen. If we'll just submit ourselves and let God be God, amen, God will show us that nothing is impossible for him. And... I'll never forget, he came to church two or three times, maybe a half a dozen, while I was there at Big Mountain Church. His wife played the piano for us. We resigned the church, still praying for Charlie. And he got cancer. He got pretty bad sick. Amen, a lot of times they didn't think he was going to make it. Amen, preacher, why didn't he die? Because of the prayers of the saints, of the children of God. He didn't know, amen, that he needed us, a friend. But we got to see that need. Glory. 
unto the Lamb of God. Our lost people don't realize they need new providence, church. But it's up to new providence to see that need. If we don't see it, friend, then they're going to die lost. Preacher, I don't know if we can reach them. No, we can't, but God can. Why? Because with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. I'm glad tonight that God's made a way that you and I, amen, if we can turn to him. Amen. Bible said, let me get back to Charlie. Charlie, we got a phone call. I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been six, eight months ago. My wife, we went to somewhere. We come home. It was Jane, Charlie's wife. She got us. She was on the answer machine. She said, Robin, when you get home, she said, give me a call. And you could tell by the tone of her voice that it sounded pretty urgent and pretty important. And me and Robin looked at each other and we we thought, oh no, something's wrong with Charlie. I mean, we'd been praying for him. I mean, for years we'd been praying for him. I was out there and I was watching Robin, you know, and I was just getting one into the conversation. All of a sudden, Robin said, well, thank the Lord. I mean, tears started flowing down her cheek and, and everything. She said, hang on a second, Jane. She looked at me. She said, Charlie got saved. Amen. How did that happen? Because with God, nothing is impossible. Glory unto his holy name. A friend, don't ever give up. Don't ever give in. Don't ever let, amen, your prayers, amen, feel like they're in vain. They like it. Thank you. Why? Because with God, all things are possible. Charlie was in the hospital. I mean, he got in there. Let me tell you what happened to him. We got, he was in the hospital. And uh, it was, I don't know how serious it was, but he was facing some things. There was a black nurse come in. She got to talking to him. She said, honey, she said, what's wrong? And he was a little scared. She said, honey, she said, here's what we're going to do. Said, we're going to start praying right now. And said, she got there beside his bed. Amen. Yeah, Congress can pass what they want to. But I'm telling you right now. Amen. When a child of God will step up and let God use them. Friend, there's no end to what God can do. She, she started a praying. And... I mean, she, Jane said the spirit fell. Said she, I don't know how long she prayed. Way well, it sounded a good long time. Amen. When she got down, she looked at him. She said, honey, do you feel better? He said, yeah. He said, while you was a praying, said, I asked God to save me. And said, he saved me. Well, 
glory unto the Lamb of God. A friend today, how does that happen? Because with God, Mary said, how shall these things be? Huh? Yeah. How shall these things be? Friend, I don't know how. A lot of times, most of the time, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Huh? But I'm glad God's in control. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because with God, here this rich young ruler was, he said, what like I? Jesus said, yet lackest thou one thing. He said, go and sell all that thou hast. Give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and take up thy cross and follow me. And the Bible said that he went away sorrowful because he had great riches. And the Bible said that Jesus turned to his disciples. And he said, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? The disciples looked at him and said, well, who then can be saved? Jesus said, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. A friend today, uh, he saves harlots. Uh, he saves drunkards. Uh, he saves drug addictors. Amen tonight. He reaches uh, to the uttermost. Uh, a friend, wherever you're at, he reaches to you and wants to save you. Amen. I uh, I feel like telling this. I, I don't mean this to be funny, but it's going to sound a little bit funny. But I want to tell you how to make macaroni grow. You say, preacher, you've lost it. You say, you know, this time of year we start putting out gardens. There's a lot of people. They say, has your macaroni come up yet? No, well, you must have put the a curl down. You're supposed to put the curl up. You know, and I mean, we make a joke about it. But friend, I want to tell you right now. Amen, I serve a God that can make macaroni grow. Amen, tonight. You say, how does he do it, preacher? Amen, I remember whenever I was a little boy, I was probably seven, eight at the most, and about three-quarters of a mile from our house was a church called Pine Grove, and Mom and Dad would let me ride my bicycle from our house to the church to go to VBS, and I'd do that every year, and I remember I got over there, And we had a teacher, and her name was Maybelle Curtis. She's, she passed away last year. And I remember I was down there in her class, and she had her little Bible lesson. And then we done our craft. And I remember we had a piece of paper that they had drawn on. And they had a little bottle of glue. And they had macaroni. And they said, now here's what you do. You glue that macaroni onto this and they was showing us how to do it. 
Well, I started trying to do it and I was messing it up. And Maybelle, she reached her hand around me. And she said, here, honey. She said, now, do let me show you. Amen. And she showed me how to glue that macaroni onto that piece of paper. I messed it up again. She said, that's all right, honey. She said, here, let me show you again. Oh, she was patient with me. Oh, amen today. What was God doing? He was increasing macaroni in my life. Amen today. Friend, you say that ain't possible. With man, it's not. But with God, all things are Possible. I don't know how you got it, but I know what I got, where I got it, and who gave it to me. I like it. I want to say this. I love Sister Gina. She, uh, now I get to hear that all the time. I don't mean to make you jealous, but uh, I'm blessed. I was, uh, I was thinking today, I look and I see some of my church family right here thank God for Shady Grove I was I was thinking today brother Tommy about how blessed I am and about how much I love Shady Grove where God's got me I don't mean to like it I mean to love it ain't no place I'd rather be I mean oh we got such a a spirit and such a love in our church. And, and I mean, people that love us and, and I mean, they take care of us and they, I mean, they, they just do things for us. And I, and I mean, Robin, a lot of times we, we think, why do they love us so much? And amen today. Oh, if you ever got to know them, you'd fall in love with them. I told a lady that she kind of looked at me strange. Hey, man, I told her. I said, now, honey, if you'll keep coming, I said, you'll fall in love with these people. Uh, a lot of people say, do it, you're breaking. I ain't breaking, folks. I'm just telling you, they're easy to love. Hey, man, but the thing that I've never understood is why they love me. Praise the Lord. Why they love me. Amen. I mean, God give me a good wife. We're in our 32nd year of marriage. Amen. She's from Abingdon, Virginia. They still people mad at me because I brought her to Tennessee. Amen. That's how much they love her. Amen. Our people, they tell me all the time, Dewey, you sure are blessed to have her. I said, you ain't telling me nothing I don't know. Amen. Today. Oh, I mean, amen. People a lot of times will tell you they love you. But boys, when you can feel it. When you feel love, that's when it gets real. But you know the thing that I still mean her since 32nd year of marriage that I've never understood is why she loves me. I'm just telling you. 
Oh, everybody understands why I love her. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm one blessed man. I mean, God sent me to Virginia to work up there. Amen. And there she was. Oh, friend today. Amen. Thank God for my wife, but I've never understood why she loved me. Brother Tommy, I understand. I understand why New Providence loves you. I really do. I mean, you're a man of God. You're steadfast. You're a man of compassion. You're humble. Amen. I understand. But what I've never understood is why New Providence loves me. Amen. I mean, really. Amen. You say, how did that happen? Amen. Because with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. That even somebody like me not only can be told they're loved, but feel that love. Huh? Amen. All things are possible with God. Hey, uh, I, uh, I feel like telling this. <laughs> Maybe this is for somebody. But in the last four or five days, I've, I saw this on YouTube. And uh, it's a, a lady. She was born in 1977. So that put her in her somewhere around 40, early 40s right now. And uh, she got to talking about how that she was aborted. Now, I'm going to give some awful graphic information here, but I feel like I need to. The way that it happened with her, she said, her mother and her dad were dating and her mother came up pregnant with her and, and, and this girl that got pregnant, her mother was an OBGYN nurse. And after a few months, her mother told her, said, you're pregnant. She said, no, I'm not. She said, yes, you are. She said, I can feel. She said, you're pregnant. She said, I've got a doctor that owes me a favor. I said, I'm taking you to him, and you're going to get an abortion. You know the sad fact about it, folks? Most, most young ladies get an abortion because they're forced into it. They're shamed into it. They feel like they don't have any other option. But, but this young lady, oh, it blessed my heart. Her name was Melissa Odom. And uh, she was telling about how that but she went in, her mother did, and they put some saline. They call it a saline infusion abortion. And they put saline in her amniotic fluid. And after a day to four days, the baby, more or less, it just eats the baby up. And the baby dies in the womb. And then the mother, 
will go in a premature labor and have the baby and the baby will be stillborn and be born dead. She said that normally within 24 hours is when this happened. She said, but with her, she said her mother carried her for five days after, after that they had done this to her mother. Had said, had said they, uh, she was brought in, she went into premature labor and the baby was born and Melissa Oden said her mother thought that she was dead, that the baby was stillborn. Had said that they took her out and said the nurse looked over there and said she saw me moving and said she heard a little noise from me and said she'd done something she wasn't supposed to do. Said she gave me medical care. Amen. And I said her skin was burned up all red. All red from the saline that they'd put in the amniotic fluid. And she said that there she was in the neonatal unit, uh, two and a half weeks old, uh, and said that uh, whenever she was in there, I uh, said her mother and her daddy that adopted her, uh, that, uh, that it came about that she came up for adoption. They came in and they saw her and she asked her adopted mother, she said, how could you love me? All wrinkled and red and burned up, wires coming out of me everywhere. She said to me, you are beautiful. She wasn't supposed to live. How'd she do it? Because with God, all things are possible. Now, I want to say this. There's somebody here tonight that needs healing. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've been through. But I feel it in my heart. Now, I'm talking about not feeling good. I'm talking about healing. Now, this young lady, she, let me tell you the rest of it just real quick. Whenever she was 14, she had an older sister that was adopted too. And her older sister became pregnant, she said, and and said she was all wondering about what to do and everything. So she went and talked to her mother. And says they hadn't told her their adopted daughter, Melissa, that she was aborted. But she was raised with the fact that she was adopted. Yeah. Huh? Hey Amen, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, hey Amen, I'm, I'm going to the heaven with the knowledge that I've been adopted. Yeah. Huh? Amen. The Bible says, whereby we cry, I have my father. And the Bible says that, amen, that we were adopted into the family of God. I don't know about you, but I feel loved. Amen. Somebody that was unlovable, somebody that didn't deserve to live it. God had mercy upon me. Amen. Today, I don't know what I look like in the eyes of God. Amen. Today, but he didn't see what I was. He saw what he could make of me. Glory unto his holy name. Friend, tonight, whatever state you're in, God knows about it, and he wants you right now anyway. You see, here she was. Her sister came up pregnant. She went to her mother. 
told her mother what had happened. And she told her mother, she said, I don't know if I I should get an abortion or not. And her mother started telling her, said, no, look. She said, your sister said she was aborted. She told her about what had happened and how they had come by adopting her sister, Melissa. And uh, now this girl here now, only God can do this. She said that after her mother told her this and, and she said that her sister, whenever this happened, you know, she was going to carry the baby. She wasn't going to get an abortion and, and everything. And said a few days later, said her and her sister, you know, being sisters, said they got in an argument and just like, you know, just like kids will do, teenagers and stuff. Said her little sister looked at her and said, well, said at least I was wanted. You know what the devil's trying to do, folks? He'll try anything to discourage you. He'll try anything to tie you down. He'll try anything to deceive you. But God is greater than our fears. God is greater. Amen. Today, amen. Don't let the devil destroy. Amen. Your life. Let God have it tonight. You need healing. I preach this often, not all the time, but every once in a while, God will give it to me, and tonight's one of them. I'll preach abortion is wrong all day long. But you know what we forget a lot of times whenever we're preaching that? We're preaching about that mother. Amen. That has done that. And they feel like nobody loves them. Friend, today I want you to know God loves you. God today wants to forgive you. Amen today. Don't let the devil lie to you. Here she was, Melissa. When her sister told her, said, at least I was wanted. Said she went to her mama and, and she said, what does she mean by that? At least I was wanted. She said, didn't you want me? She said, oh, yes, honey. said, we wanted you. She talked about her adopted parents. She said, oh, I ain't never known nothing but love. She said that whenever her mother started telling her at 14 how that her real mother, biological mother, went in to have an abortion, told her the story. First of all, she shouldn't have survived five days in the saline. Second of all, the nurse wasn't supposed to render aid to her, but she did. By the world standards, nobody should have wanted her. It's kind of like Moses in the bulrush, ain't it? Uh, You say, does that still happen? Folks, that still happens in the year 2022. Why? Because nothing is impossible with God. Here this young lady was whenever she found this out. She said she was angry at the beginning and said she started trying to find out. You know, said it took her 10 years 
to find out, but said she got to the place where uh, she realized God's got a purpose for my life. Yeah, amen. amen. And here she was. Amen. Just a young lady. And she said she started looking for her mom and dad and said she finally went to the hospital uh, and she got her birth certificate and said they were supposed to block out my mom and daddy's name but said they didn't do that. How does that happen? With God, all things are possible. Friend, God will put all the pieces of the puzzle in line for you so you can find him. You're not here tonight by accident. God tonight's got healing for you. If you will let God give you healing. Here this young lady was. And she said she found her birth certificate. And it said on her birth certificate, aborted by saline infusion. Abortion failed. <laughs> Ain't that good? Huh? Yeah. 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 I don't know, but amen. Devil tried to deceive Dewey Brown. Tried to take his life, but his efforts failed. I mean, I've been given life in Christ Jesus. The world didn't want me. But God said, I can use you. Amen. Tonight, here she was. Amen. She reached out to her mom and daddy, a friend today. Can you imagine the love that she had? She called and she said, I love you and I forgive you. And I want a relationship with you. Can you imagine that? Uh, yeah, these people get mad because somebody dented their car door. Huh? They'll carry it to the grave. A car will wire out and you'll have to get another one, but you're still mad 20 years ago. You put a dent in my car. God help us. Preacher, I just can't get over it. No, you can't, but God can. Let God have it, and God will get you over it. Huh? He'll help you to see things more clearly. What happens a lot of times, friend, we take it in, and we hold it in, and then it cankers, and then it festers. Amen, and then it starts eating away at us. Pretty soon it will destroy our witness. God's standing right there saying, come unto me. You brought nothing into this world. It's certain you're going to take nothing out. Huh? Yeah. Friend, today, here this young lady was. Amen. You talk about healing. Amen. She wasn't supposed to live. Now, I want to tell one more aspect of this story. The lady that had the abortion, her mother, which was the OBGYN nurse, she knew that her granddaughter lived. And she wrote on the birth certificate. And she told the doctors and everybody, said, nobody is ever to know this. Nobody is ever to know this. 
That's what she said. But God said, I'm going to tell the world. Huh? You see today, friend, today God's word goes out. God's word goes out. And tonight, folks, why, amen, are you here? Because God's got healing for you. I want to say this one last thing. I want to, Bible talks about a lady in the scriptures. And she, Bible said that she was a wife of one of the sons of the prophets. And she came to Elisha. And she said, Elisha, she said, you, you knew my husband. And said, how that he feared God and how that he served God. But said, he died and he's dead. And said, they've come, the creditors have, to take my two sons to make bondsmen out of them. And Elisha looked at her and he said, what shall I do for thee? What have you in the house? Friend, I want to ask you a question tonight. What have you got in your house? Now, I've I've preached this in different directions. But tonight, I'm going to preach it in this direction. I've never used it like this before. But what have you got in your house that you're holding on to? I mean, that you're harboring. What have you got in your house? I mean... There's people tonight that's holding in things. Nobody knows about it, preacher. Friend, I don't have to know about it. Huh? God's brought me healing. I'm free. Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he is free. Huh? Whom the Son hath made free is free indeed. Tonight, friend, what are you harboring in your house? What have you got tonight that you want delivering from? Amen. Jesus, amen, wants to bring you deliverance. The woman looked at him and she said, I ain't got nothing in the house save a little pot of oil. And the Bible said that uh, Elisha looked at her and he said, take, go out in the community and borrow all the vessels that you can. And said, you bring them into your house. And said, you shut the door and you and your sons start filling them vessels. Amen. Amen. I can just see her start filling them vessels. Amen. With that little pot of oil. Amen. Finally, she looked at her son. She said, bring me another one. And she, he said, mom, they ain't no more. They're all full and there ain't no more. She called Elisha and she told him what had happened. He said, go and sell what you've got. Amen. And the Bible said, they all stained. Tonight, I want to think about this. I don't know what you got in your house. But that oil stayed. Now, whenever I read about the oil in the scriptures, I think of the Spirit of God. And I, I got to thinking one day about how I was saved in 1980. From the time of Christ and the blood that he had shed upon the cross of Calvary, no doubt millions upon millions had been saved at that point. But guess what? The blood stayed. 
The blood stayed. Sir Thomas read last night, he said that except you're born again of the Spirit and by the water, he said, you shall not see the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said. You must be born again of the Spirit. Now, this is what I've been doing since 1980. The Bible said that Elijah told her, said, take and sell that oil. And said, you go and you pay that debt. And then you live off of the rest. Amen. Christ came to pay a debt he did not owe. And I owed a debt that I could not pay. But he paid my debt. Amen. By his blood and by the spirit, I have been born again. What have you been doing, Dewey? I've been living off of the rest. Amen. I ain't got to worry about the oil. I've gone away. The Bible said, the oil stay. Come on and get a song. Tonight, friend, God's dealing with your heart. And he tonight wants to heal you. Amen. Amen. Sister Gina, would you come? We're going to ask her if that's all right with the church. Let her sing tonight. And and, uh, I, uh, I don't know about anybody's heart, but friend, you might be harboring something, hiding something in your life that maybe not even your husband or your wife or your children may know about. I got to, I don't want to have, if you don't care to sing under the blood, it's under the blood. Gina learned a song for me here not long ago. Come on and pray. 